no ketchup, no ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick with me as always. Tuesday, May 4th. Year cruising. Uh-huh. We got a new quarterback in town. Uh-huh. Boy named Justin Fields out of Ohio State. You already what? know what it is. Black man. Yes. Justin <laughs> Fields. This is the first time we're on the mic since Justin Fields got drafted. We're going to break that down. Obviously, we got a lot to say about that. We're going to wrap up some other NFL draft stuff. Who's a guy that we want to see play on Sundays that uh, maybe is not being talked about? Or that's not named Trevor Lawrence. Like, who else am I Who else am I hyped up to see? We're going to break that down. Russell? Oh, oh, before we get to Russell Westbrook, we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Look, the day the Bears get a franchise quarterback, the same day it's a possibility that the Green Bay Packers ace may uh, be – doing his thing somewhere else or retired and then do it later. We're going to talk about if Aaron Rodgers is gone for good in Green Bay, done and dusted there. Then we'll close it out. NBA, Russell Westbrook has averaged a triple-double in four of his last five seasons. Mm-hmm. Do you do you even, do you even understand how crazy that even sounds to say? Yep. We're going to talk about that. Scotty Brooks said he's the second <laughs> uh, second best point guard behind Magic of all time. Big Nick the Quick didn't appreciate that. We're going to break that down. We got a lot of things to talk about. Big Nick the Quick, what's happening? Man, what's the business? What's going on? You already know. First Take Tuesday, man. Let's uh, let's just get up, start shopping it. What's the word? Man, what a weekend, man. You know, I had a first off, the Bears come away with Justin Fields. On a gambling, on a gambling note, we'll talk about that real quick. Oh, dude, the um, Derby? You hit the Derby, horse? I, I hit the Derby and I hit the draft. <laughs> so, you know, I, I've taken like a, I want to say, man, like a seven-month hiatus since I've even looked at a, at a line, let alone placed a bet. Um, but I had some money I had to burn through through one of my apps that I rediscovered. So um, it was through one of those stupid ass rollover so you had bonuses. Money all over the place. Yeah, huh? it was one of those dumb rollover <laughs> bonuses. But I, it was like a ten x rollover, so I have to run through this money like crazy. Right. Um. So I was like, all right, man, I'm gonna go ahead and the Trey Lance. So the first one I took was Trey Lance plus two hundred, and all the talk was heating up. You know what we talked about it last week. This 49ers pick. What are they gonna do? I had an inkling that it was going to be Lance because the talk really heated up after Lance's pro day. That's when it really started to be like, oh, they might not take Mac Jones. And I just didn't think all that was going to be for Fields. And then on the day of the draft, McShay puts out his last mock draft. I think the night before I had hit y'all like, yo, Lance plus 260. I kind of like that, right? I was going to cool on it for a little bit. Day of the draft, McShay puts out his mock draft, has Lance at number three. That was kind of all I needed to see because I really felt like he was working off some intel. So I took it at plus two hundred. Yeah. Um, what, like flipped. an hour later? An hour later, it yeah. flips to minus one eighty. Which at that point, you already know, right? Like a nothing lot. moves like that a unless lot. it's rock solid. Yo, this is happening, right? Yeah. Um, Usually. So I felt great, right? So obviously that hit when they took him third. Man, good luck to him. I hope everything works out. Yeah. Then the next day, Saturday or two days later, Saturday, you know, watching the derby, I had had a few. You know, I was feeling good. My guy was over. <laughs> yeah. Um, and right before the derby starts, he goes, yo, should take Medina Spirit. I was like, fuck it, man. It was a 10 to 1. Didn't put a ton of cash on it. 
Um, but I mean, hey, a 10 to one, really anything you put on, it's gonna end up, it's gonna end up paying off more than you thought. So ended up hitting that. Called you. He led the derby from the beginning. Yo, you know I mean, it was a what, no doubter. And I'm what? watching. I'm like, yo, yo, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you know, Doug, like, <laughs> this is the thing, bro. I'm not locked in the horse racing at all. No. But after the race, it's a Bob Baffert horse. The jockey's won. The jockey won last year. Yeah, he's won like four times, right? Yeah, the jockey won last year. And I, I, the like every after the race, I'm like. Gee, why wasn't everybody on this day? Yeah, like, what right. is going why on? Why wasn't this 10 to 1? It was like, almost like, yeah, he should have won, right? Like, yeah. No. like. And this guy, Medina, this horse, came out the gate, bro, full go. And I'm waiting for this man to fade. Mm-hmm. Like, he has to fade. There's no way he's going to go tape to tape. Like, that just doesn't happen. Right. It got down the stretch. It got down the, uh, it got down the, tour, uh, the final turn. And he just kicked it out. The whole way. Didn't waver at all. That's the type of horse. I, that's Man, I love to see that. That was awesome. And afterwards, he said he only played a couple grand for the horse. So, like, this was a horse that just got there accidentally, essentially, right? Yo, so, so like- the, horse, the horse was part of a divorce. <laughs> yeah. She sold it for a G. Someone else. Was that what it was? It was a G? Sold it for a G. Then someone bought it for 35. I think, the, And I think the guy that has it now, that what that uh, Baffert and him won the derby with, he bought it for 35. Yeah, and he's going to make hundreds of thousands of dollars studding it out. Oh, millions. Yeah, millions, millions. Yeah, yeah, right. Not to mention the horses, that the races that it's going to continue to do. So, you know, after you hit that, you know, you hit hit the plus 200, which is always great. But then you hit a 10 to 1. Your weekend is – nothing can go wrong at that point in time. No, the weekend was – The weekend was was great. Thursday started off great. Kicked yeah. off great. Kicked off great. Weather, you know, I'll talk about the weather. It was, it was fantastic, man. Whole weekend just kicking it. Had the draft. Had some good sports. Yeah, man. So, yeah, man. It was beautiful, man. But uh, I made my return that way. I think I still got to look. So, amazingly, I still have to burn through some of this money. Um, So, Get I'll be off. back. I'll be back. One more bet, and then I can cash this out. There you so, go. Yeah, that's we'll how go they get you. Yeah, that's how they get you. Hey, but the way to see it is this house money. It's look, all their money, so it doesn't matter to me, but I want it. Everybody <laughs> listening. If you get a promo code on one of these sports books, FanDuel, DraftKings, whatever it is, Bovada, uh, Rivers, make sure you know how many wagers you need to place mm-hmm. that you can then cash that money out. Yeah. Sometimes it's one wager. That's what you want. Like, they give you a $50 bonus. If you play that 50 and hit, you can cash it out. Some oh, people, yeah. you got to do all types of shit to try to get the promo off. and all types yeah. of shit. You can only put it on certain stuff. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Look, these these are casinos, sports books, Vegas. Like, they're, they're, they're not in business for 100 years giving away money, right? Like, yeah. all that shit has a hook attached to it. Um, find so out got, how many... Yeah. Find out the playthrough. How many Read, times yeah. you got to play through. That's, that, that's yeah, the some are, some are better than others. So, yeah, I think I got one more one more big bet I got to make. So, the next thing that pops up, I'll take it. Yeah. Cash out that you might never see me... Uh, you might never see me in the sports book ever again. <laughs> but, yeah, so we can start off that way, man. And, obviously, uh, it was all gravy from there, man. So, I think we got a lot to talk about today, obviously. Um, I do got two first takes, though. Are we okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I got, yeah, I got, yeah. I got two first takes. Now that draft season is over, first yeah. first take. No bigger cappers. No, no bigger form of cap. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, nothing, nothing bigger on the cap scale than draft gurus and draft analysts talking about the weeks leading up to the draft. Even the post draft analysis, it's the bigger biggest cap. Even it's game. just cap. There's first off, <laughs> there's no way, right? There's no way 
you were watching all this film on all these people, right? Especially some like McShay, Kuiper. Okay, that's all you're there for. I get it, right? Like you probably watch a great deal of film. When you start getting out to some of your like regular run-of-the-mill analysts that all of a sudden feel great about a third-round, you know, guard from Kentucky, it's like, look, man, stop the cat. You haven't watched all this. You're just aggregating a whole bunch of other draft stuff that you've read and making it your own opinion, right? And even on some of these experts, it's like, what are you, what are you really what what makes you an expert, right? Like, so what I propose, what I propose is for these Kuipers. I got a solution for these Kuipers, <laughs> for these McShays for these Warren Sharps and all these people who seem to know so much, why don't we, people in general, somebody... So we got to get them in the front office. Develop a scoring... No, 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 even better. Develop a scoring system, right? That yeah. goes on like a three-year running scoring system, right? Because I really think it takes about three years to know whether or not a draft's going to be good, right? right? As far as guys reaching their potential, getting comfortable, if there's coaching turnover, quarterbacks need time to check. play. Yeah, go ahead and, and, and whatever it is, wherever you, wherever you grade that guy prior to the draft... And then, you know, however he performs based on, we'll use like PFF. Everybody likes PFF, Pro Football Focus. Shout out them. They do a good job of ranking players. Match that up through some numerical equation that I can't figure out, but I'm sure you can find people to do it, right? And at the end of that three, you have a three-year running grade as an analyst. If you're not hidden on a good percentage of your picks or they're not becoming contributing members of football teams, I no longer need to hear about you give draft grades analyze the draft and talk about who people should pick because you could look at Kuiper I don't know who Kuiper said was good three years ago all I know is every year you trot his ass out and I'm supposed to pretend like he knows what he's talking about he very well may right but like as far as how these guys are going to do yeah I get like a lot of what they do Kuiper and McShay is telling you where guys are going to get drafted they're just collecting hold on intel. hold on hold but on I got isn't, for that. isn't that part of the the the, the hoopla though isn't that part of the What's the, the word I'm looking the, for? The, the intel? Uh, the, uh, the pageantry? That's the word I'm looking for. Isn't that part yeah. of the pageantry where you run up this dude, Mel Kuyper, who's been there for 25 <laughs> years, and he's got that goofy-ass hair, and, and he just comes up there and just starts yelling in his voice? <laughs> Isn't that yeah. part of, like, the whole experience? Yeah, no, of course like, I get it, but what I'm this saying kid's is... This kid's this, this kid's that, like... You know what I'm saying? If that's the case, then just get like Chris Berman and people like that all the time. Like if it's all about the show, so we should just get comedians. Yeah, yeah just get comedians if, <laughs> if you try to put up. But, but like for me, who wants to know good information? I want to know about these picks because a I don't watch college football, and b if I do, I damn sure we talked about this before. I can't watch it with an evaluator's eye. You know, if yeah. a guy looks good to me, he looks good. I don't know about his measurables and all that. Now he stacks yeah. up and and what 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 situation he's going to play him. But you do. So if you're making these picks every year and they're on wax, why can't we keep you running on a grading scale and you have to perform to a certain level like everybody else does? Draft right? analyst, biggest Draft analyst, the, biggest. They're worse than the weatherman? The worse than the weather. Yeah, ex- <laughs> yes. it, it, essentially it's the ESPN weatherman's the draft analyst because they're telling you about some 18-year-old, 19-year-old well, kid yeah, and how he's going to project. And yeah, and it's a good gig because you could, you, yeah, there's essentially you're no never, penalty for being no wrong. no penalty for being you wrong. You can say whatever, right? Even like, the day-to-day analysts, they run the tape back, right? Like if Marcus Spears gets on there and says some crazy shit, they can run the tape back and be like, yo, you said some crazy shit. I don't see McShay and Kuiper's tape getting ran back. But I see them boys employed every year. There's no way they're that good because if they're that good, they would be running the fucking Bengals or something right now, right? So, like, yeah. I need to know. I need I need the Carfax on your draft pick. <laughs> the Carfax. How they turn out after three or four years. You determine what, what percentage of them should be contributing members of society, right? If it's yeah. 60% of guys, 50%, whatever that number is. Again, 
This can all be figured out through analytics, but I need to know who I should trust come draft time. Because I think a lot of it is cap. I think a lot of it is cap. I think a lot of it is okay. reading scouts reports and saying, oh, yeah, I like this guy. You might never even watch this film. Like, yo, come on, man. Like, yeah, it's it, it's a lot of cap. I feel you. That's my you said, point. You say you got another first take? Other first take is, look, um, draft presentation for ESPN this weekend. I've come to a conclusion. Greeny should just host everything on the network. Yo, he is phenomenal. He's dog. phenomenal. Yeah, he is really good. Dog. I don't know why they had him locked on Mike and Mike for 20 years doing nothing, because this guy should have been your marquee number one outside of Stephen A. Shout out Stephen A. Smith, but he's color. Um, Greedy should just host everything. Host yeah, the NBA Finals. Host the draft. Host the NBA draft. Yeah, host this. Host tennis. Host Wimbledon. Host the Masters. <laughs> like, this guy is phenomenal. Yeah, he's he just great. And I think like you see it on get up and you know, again, they've done a great job with that show. You and I both watch it. Like, yeah. I thought it'd be corny. They figured it out. Like he's just great. Having him host the draft was a pleasure. It made it so much better to watch. He's just a great, a rock solid host and yeah, ESP. Yeah. It seems like they're starting to realize that too. He gave him his radio show and, um, and all that, but like, yeah, Greeny should be hosting everything on that network. Like, shout out Greenberg, shout out Greenberg, Northwestern, Northwestern. guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. go Cats. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I, I think he just did a great job. So, say less. I, yep. I agree. Shout out Greeny. All right, let's get into the main event, the main course, the steak and potatoes. Yes, sir. Justin Fields <laughs> is a Chicago Bear. The 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 kid seems to have it all. I, everything I've heard him say. I've heard him on the radio. I've seen him on video. I've seen his demeanor around everyone. Um, You've also seen the most important thing. Mentally, he seems to be there. The film. The film is there. I can't believe we pulled the trigger to go. Well, I can believe we pulled the trigger to go get him. And listen, and I'm going to tell you this right now off top. I'm not giving uh, Pace any credit for shit. He's out here throwing Hail Marys because mm -hmm. he's completely on the ropes. Nagy's on the ropes. They know it. So they went and dumped everything they could to move up to get the guy that they needed that shouldn't have even been there in the first place. Right. Uh, Denver skipped. Even Minnesota was, was thinking about moving up a little higher. They didn't do anything. But a lot of squads skipped. Doesn't make any sense. Yes. For us to get a shot mm -hmm. at Justin Fields and Pace went and got him, right? But I'm not giving a dude any credit for putting us in a hole and then literally mortgaging and doing everything he physically can to go get Justin Fields and then a left tackle in Tevin. So making the I, most logical moves on the board. Yes. Am I happy that they're here? Very. Yeah. Um, I'm not showing pace any love in a perfect world for me without getting too ahead of myself. We're bad. Fields plays all 17 and Nagy and pace are gone. And we, and we, and we refresh the whole thing. So, We'll see what happens. But what was your initial thought, Fields? You see they move up. Yep. It has to be for Fields. Had to be. If they would have if they'd have moved up and it would have said Mac Jones, I would have I would have just fallen out. Right. Um, so that's yeah. uh that's where we were at. I was shocked. I just going into the evening, there was just no way we were gonna be able to do anything like that. You want to talk about I was hopeless to being excited about the season. So I wasn't – so, yeah, I, I, I uh, first off, I agree with everything you said on pace as far as it was the obvious move, right? The obvious move was once Fields was available in that double-digit pick, right, meaning that you could realistically move up to get him and you had the capital to go ahead and do so. 
you had to do it, right? Especially when it's a desperation movie. You don't really care about those future picks because there's a 75, 80% chance you're not going to be there to see them, right? So yep. I think once that was there, you had to make that move. And then when it came to Tevin Jenkins, I almost called him Tevin Campbell. When it came to Tevin, <laughs> when it came to Tevin Jenkins, I mean, he had a first round grade and he was available in the second round and you needed offensive line help. So to me, that was also a no brainer, right? Yep. So you pick two big positions in need, two big positions that complement each other, two big positions that make sense. Uh, you're not going to get a lot of credit for making the obvious move. You did your job, right? With that being said, Man, when I saw that we made that trade and we moved up and Justin Fields was still on the board, and I think who was picking at 10? Was that when Philly had traded up? So we knew yep. that they weren't going to take a quarterback because they had taken Devontae. Um, I knew it was for Fields. I was like, there's no way they're going to take Mac Jones, right? And there's no way you moved up to take anybody that wasn't a quarterback because you're not just you're, you're just not in a position to give up that much unless it's to get that position. So when they went ahead and they made that move and then they said Justin Fields, man, I went absolutely crazy um this is the move that we needed to make this is the type of quarterback that we've never had before and that we need to go out and get um <clears throat> completely different situation than when we drafted Trubisky right which is why I'm kind of surprised at some of the analysts on this pick like is he ready is he ready yo Mitch Trubisky played like 11 or 12 games at North Carolina this guy started two seasons at the Ohio State University right like he has played in big games he has has played against big time uh, defenses and he's delivered in huge spots. So I think like as far as the readiness goes, like I don't know where a lot of that is coming from, because all I've seen is him perform. And we talked about that last week before we even picked him. I thought that a lot of the criticism that was coming his way, especially when you're out here drafting quarterbacks from BYU and North Dakota State. Like, I don't really know why this kid's getting knocked for his experience. Yeah. Um, so that's neither here nor there. But, you know, to your point, as far as like, hey, a perfect scenario would be that they lose a bunch of games. Normally, I'd be like, yeah, if we had a first round draft pick next year, but because losing a bunch of games isn't really going to do anything for us, um, I get we don't want Nagy and Pace around. If we win nine or 10 games, they're probably going to keep their job. But at the same time, the best move for the Bears would be put Fields in right now, have them learn and develop and win some ball games. Because honestly, outside of losing those guys, there's no advantage to us losing any ball games. Um, so I'd rather see it work, right? Like as much as I don't like this regime, I'd rather see it work because I just yeah. don't want to waste a year of Justin Fields caught up in some bullshit. Like let's just go for smooth sailing with this, right? Like we have seen our quarterbacks in some bullshit. We had Mitch Trubisky who had a quarter, who had a coach that was in a lame duck year when he was drafted. And I just feel like just get it off to a right foot with the head coach that's going to be his head coach. Um, maybe it'll be different with this guy. I don't think so, right? I don't trust those boys. But at the same time, man, I don't want to waste a year of Justin Fields on some bullshit. No, um, there's no way we could get out of this Andy Dalton situation. We can't call the lawyers up. No, and, I don't think so, man. Some shit, bro. No, the Red Rockets already. <laughs> the Red Rockets already got his. He probably, they probably gave him ten million at signing, so that Yo, money's probably already in his we, account. We can't. We can't void this shit out nah. or something. The real, the real question is, what do we do with Foles? Uh, I, well, hey, you know, what? I'm actually Foles. fine. I'm actually fine having Andy Dalton just be the backup or whatever. Whatever he's gonna do, just have him do that. I think he's he's probably a good dude, and you know whatever he he can he's a better player than Foles in my opinion. So worst case scenario, if we do have to trot him out there, what I saw from Nick Foles last year was some of the worst quarterback and I've ever seen. So I just never want to see him play again. We talked about this last year. I never want to see Nick Foles play again. So if Fields gets hurt or you know he does suck or whatever. I guess I don't know. I'd rather see Andy Dalton out there. So get rid of Nick Foles. But regardless. Justin Fields should be your starter. I don't, I don't, I don't it's not okay, like that's my next question. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I can't imagine being an owner and looking at these bums on the bench and I'm paying them 20, 20 plus million dollars. I would be yeah. so sick. Yeah. Get but rid of one of them. 
Yeah, somebody figure something out. I don't know, but uh, but I heard someone that's say not gonna happen. But someone was like, "Well, you know what you could do is start with Fields, and if he doesn't play well, you bench him and put Dalton in." What? I, I hate Dog, that idea. Who are these that's people? how you. That's how you destroy a quarterback's that? confidence. Who if said you make, that? It was on. It was. I think it was either Get Up yesterday oh, or, or NFL Network. Stop. I'm like, that's not. If you're gonna do that, do the opposite. Start with Dalton and then put Falls in. You never start with the rookie. And then bench him halfway through the season because his confidence is gone at that point. So you need to make a decision, and realistically, you got to stick with that. If you start decide to start him, you start him for the whole year. This is so you're the eleventh pick you're, of the draft. But you're on starting week one. Yeah, I don't see why not. I don't understand what do you what do you where are you with this football team to where you think you need to necessarily start the more experienced quarterback? Unless if we had drafted Trey Lance, I'd be like, yeah, that guy has zero experience, right? Like he probably could benefit from sitting for a year. I just don't know where their narrative went from Justin Fields is the number two quarterback in this draft to Justin Fields needs to sit for a year, but let's start Zach Wilson in, in New York. Like, I don't, I don't, Yo, I Cody, just don't understand. Cody made a good point. He'd be like, that would be like the Tua situation in Miami where Tua started and then Fitzpatrick. Yeah, it was bad. It's stupid. Bad. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. Like, if this is your guy, you got to, it has to be your guy through ups and downs, and you really need to see how he's going to play and how he handles adversity. Listen, bruh. Run him out there week one from yeah. from the start. In my opinion, I understand the uh, the offensive line is a major question mark. We yeah we yeah did we pick up a really good one in Tevin Jenkins, but he's a rookie. So say what you want. We just lost a vet in Leno. Um, so the the offensive line is still an issue, but there's ways to protect him when the line is really bad. I want reps. Remember we were talking about reps? Remember yes. that Trubisky shit where he wasn't giving him reps because yes. uh what what was his excuse? Uh he wanted him to, to watch from the sideline, yeah, right? Yeah, or some ridiculous yeah. shit like, oh, Trubisky's not getting reps because you know, I don't think extra reps matter. Now he's had some goofy shit like that. Get him reps in pro games that matter where people are gonna be in his ass, in his face. And let him figure it out. Yeah. I don't care if he throws 25 interceptions in the first six games of the year. You let him finish it. You let him play. And then you start him the next year. And then if he's ass after that, then we can have another conversation. But I don't see any reason on not wasting a year for for, for no reason. And I thought the narrative on that. Go ahead. No, I was right. going to say, I thought the narrative on that had changed, too. Like, I thought that, like, you know, as far you you want to throw these guys out there, right? And like people say, like, oh, Mahomes and Smith. Alex Smith was coming off a career year and was a much better quarterback than Andy Dalton. Plus, that team was in a completely different position than we are in right now, right? Like, that team had pieces. And, again, Smith, you know, I mean, like, it, it's a completely different situation for me um, as far as what we're in right now. Like, he wasn't it, – it, it's just different. Yeah, and I don't know why we're in this new thing where it's like, oh well, this guy needs to sit for a year so he can learn. Like, I don't. I, again, he's played big time college well, football. Learn, two learn years in the Big in the Ten. Huddle. Two years in the Big Ten, and the two years before that, he was uh, practicing against SEC defenses. Boy, so again, I don't. I don't really. Yeah, I don't really understand why all of a sudden it's like, hey, Justin Fields, he needs to get some mental reps. It's like, no, this dude needs physical reps on the football field. To me, he's ready. I don't understand where this is coming from. Like that that's a shock to me. If you draft him and you moved up to get him, you need to see what he's going to do this year. Plus, if I'm pacing Nagy, man, you need to put him out there. 
if he does well or he starts to make moves, if you're Matt Nagy, you can go in there and be like, look, I'm starting to build something with this guy. If you don't start him till week eight, knowing that he's going to have some lumps, right, that's only a few games where you can really point to your progress. So if you're desperate enough to move up and get him, man, put him out there from week one. You don't owe shit to Andy Dalton, but a paycheck, and he'll get that regardless. That's it. Yeah, I'm you, sorry you, you promised him, him to be the starter. Yeah, you promised him to be the starter when the quarterback on the, ro- the other quarterback on the roster was Nick Foles. There was no Justin Fields. Now that Justin Fields is here, things change. And if Andy Dalton wants to bitch and pout about it, well, then, okay, yeah, maybe there is a way we can get out that contract, man. Forego. Retire. I don't know. You don't want to play here anymore? That's fine. We'll figure out a way to not pay you. But Andy Dalton's going to soldier up and do his job. Nick uh, Justin Fields should be the starter for this team from week one. Have him take those number one reps in training camp. Have him take the number one reps in rookie camp, in mini camp, in preseason. And then when it comes to week one, he should be your quarterback, and you go from there. Now, let me Let's ask you start this. this right now. No bridge. Now, let me ask you this, because we agree on that. I tweeted right away, I need Fields all 17 from, from day one. What do you think they're going to do? Because they've come out with the reports that, you know, Dalton's the starter, all that yeah. fucking bullshit nonsense. I, I really feel but like they're saying that they're right now. Do? I feel like they're saying that right now. I think these guys' backs are against the wall, and the thing that it's all about self-preservation, and the yeah. thing that gives you the best shot of keeping your job is putting Justin Fields out there and having him succeed. Andy Dalton, if he plays well, what, you win eight games, nine games, you're getting fired. You're yeah. getting fired. Justin Fields plays well, and you win seven or eight games, you might be able to keep your job, especially Nagy, who's going to decide who's going to be playing or not. If you have good rapport with Fields, and it looks like it's working, and you're having success, and you're developing him. Because, again, Nagy's the one who moved up to make this pick, right? Lewis Riddick told us that. Like, and he's very plugged in with Nagy. His guy. If yeah. you don't know, that's his guy. That's why he's always talking about the Bears. Like, he, if, you, if Riddick's reporting it, it's coming from Matt Nagy. Yes, that's a fact. So, yeah. Um, so when he's talking about this has Nagy's handprints all over it, if you're Nagy, you're like, yo, yeah, this dude needs to play. I'm going to play him because I trust in my ability. You can't point to your work with Andy Dalton as something that's going to be able to save your job because he's been in the league forever and he's not going to make you that much better. If you get Fields to come out there and you're building progress, and again, it feels like you guys have a good rapport and all those things that you couldn't do with Mitch, that you just felt that he, for whatever reason, you couldn't get through to him, but you've been saying if you just gave me a guy who understood what I'm trying to do and that guy happens to be Justin Fields, man, you're here because then you can point to your record. Then you can point to the playoffs two out of three years. Then you can point to the NFC head co- uh, coach of the year, right? It's like, yo, all this stuff plus you finally gave me a guy who can handle my curriculum. So right. we're winning. And I, I don't think it matters what your record is. I mean, you can't go 3-13. and 13, But if you put together a convincing 8-8, eight and eight, right, knowing that the best quarterback in the, in, in, the, in the fucking division is about to be on his way out and the division could be up for grabs with you all of a sudden having the best quarterback situation in the NFC North, because we know Cousins is a wash. We know Jared Goff is a bum. And Aaron Rodgers ain't going to be here. And they're talking about the Packers might end up having to get another quarterback. Because the guy they drafted last year apparently isn't ready. So all these things could line up to you keeping your job. But the number one thing that starts that, the catalyst, is starting Justin Fields. Justin yes. Fields, day one starter. You can say what you got to right now. Just have a couple practices and then come out and say, oh, you know what? Ooh. And that way, Eddie Dole's not mad. Yo, and hopefully he gets to camp and is just blowing motherfuckers' doors off. And it's so easy. It's, so it's like, yo, this dude is no, it's no discussion on. What's and Dalton's in there, like, okay, it makes I'm sense. So I get why to, you, yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
I think there's that situation in Green Bay with uh, Jordan Love is very interesting that he wasn't active all year. Yeah. Didn't dress. And he's not ready. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, th- that was alarming to me that he didn't dress. Yeah. He wasn't active. We don't feel confident so, enough to put you into a football game at all. I understand you don't want him to play at all, but you don't want him to play at all, even if Rodgers is out, out for the, like, you know what I'm saying? Well, when's he going to be ready would be my thing. It's like, what do you, yeah, he, 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 they said he, he only threw 20 passes and or 50 passes in training camp. Yeah. That's so odd. I don't 50 understand. passes in training camp. What yeah, was he doing? Yeah. He's a court, what, what was he kicking? Like, what was he doing? Oh, man. Maybe Aaron was making that shit really uncomfortable. No, you you still run your practice. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. But the I guy's know. not getting any reps is because he's, he's not he's not worth them to give the reps to. Yeah, no, that's confirmed. It's so, like the waste of time to give him reps. So we're not going to give him reps because you only have so much time and so many reps to give. Justin Fields is in Chicago. We, uh, I... I was all out. I was. I swear to. I swear to you on my life. I wasn't gonna watch any of them, any of the games. I wasn't talking about those boys. They. Th- this was the only move they could have made to get me back to even show love to to an organization that hasn't shown the fans any love. Period. Point blank. So, uh, welcome Justin Fields, Tevin, and the rest of the boys. Um, you want to talk some? Uh, let's talk. Oh, oh, I have, still have- go ahead. Real quick, though, and also I just wanted to say, um, for everybody talking about the picks and all that that we gave up, listen, man, if it works out, you will not be thinking about any of those draft picks. A good quarterback masks so much for you, and there'd be so much old picks. There's there's people we gave up a lot. We mortgage our future. It's like, first off, this is Ryan Pace's MO. He doesn't care about draft picks. He trades them away for whatever he, he wants that day. (laughs) <laughs> but um, number one, right? That's number one. If, if Fields is performing, you won't be thinking about those picks because a rookie quarterback is able to mask a lot of that. And the optimism that we'll have with Justin Fields, it, it's not going to matter. Second of all, if he's good, you have a quarterback on a rookie contract, right? So you're allowed to take some of those assets and some of those resources, some of that money, and spend it because you have five years where this guy is kind of on a price control, right? And you're not spending $40 million a year on them. So you can throw money in some other places. Some of those things you may have, you might have to make up for by lack of draft picks. So I don't want to hear about the picks that we gave up because if he's a stud, as long as those first two picks hit, as long as him and Jenkins are good, you will not worry. Quarterback and left tackle. Go back through the pod. I tell you the most important positions in the league. In the league. Quarterback, left tackle, edge rusher, corner. Get those four and move on. Linemen in general. Build out from the line and get a quarterback, man. I don't want to hear anything. You don't, I don't care yeah. about receivers. I don't care about running backs. I don't care about any of that. Tom yeah. Brady showed you. Keep me upright. I'll throw the ball to anybody. Indianapolis. All of them. They uh, do it. Line. Get me the yeah. line. Get yeah, me the fact, line. Fact. And get me a quarterback. That's it. What are we talking about here? And rush the fucking passer. Checkmate. Salute Justin Fields. Welcome, bro. I Welcome. know Big Nick the Quick wanted to go over a couple dudes that uh he was looking forward. Who else in the draft class? 2021 draft class. Everybody listening. Who are you looking forward to watch and play ball in this coming NFL season? Nick, I'll start. Without a doubt, <laughs> it is Zach Wilson. Well, okay. I need to see this yeah. because 
from from my eyeballs, yeah, he looked really good. He was always in the clean pocket. He was never under duress. Um, they were playing in the Mountain West, South Missouri, Mountain Hill Conference, whatever that is. I think it's just the Mountain West, but whatever. But either way, bro, for him, for him to be a surefire number two pick after Trevor Lawrence, no questions asked. No one's asking any questions. It's it's a done deal, signed, sealed, delivered. I don't want to hear about Trey Lance. I don't want to hear about Justin Fields. I don't want to hear about Jamar Chase. I don't want to hear about the Heisman winner. Zach Wilson is the number two player going off the board. Pure point blank done. Mm-hmm. I need I cannot wait to see this boy play. You need to see it. I need to I cannot wait to see this boy play. I damn sure I didn't see him play in college. Dog, I cannot <laughs> wait to see this boy play in New York. I need to see how big he is. Cause I don't I don't care what the, the measurements have him at 6'3 or something of that sort, like 220. I don't see none of that. I cannot wait to see Zach Wilson. And it it and I'm going to keep it 100. Something about the whole situation kind of rubs me the wrong way because guys like Fields and all these other dudes that are wildly accomplished. Mm-hmm. Really, Fields. Like, just literally don't even bring them up in the same sentence as Zach Wilson. Are you nuts? Have you yeah. seen Zach Wilson's arm talent? Have you seen this? Have you seen that? I cannot wait to see Bill Belichick versus Zach Wilson. <laughs> and I need to see, like, I, I just can't wait. I'm, I'm ready to see Zach Wilson play every week because from everybody, from what everyone said, this guy is was a lock at two. The Jets are probably in a similar dire situation as the Chicago Bears where they never win, they never do anything, they're a farce. The, the ownership in the Johnsons is, is, is a bunch of gas. They don't care either. And they gave you that weak ass vaccine. (laughs) 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 No, but for real, like, nah, no, no questions asked. Zach Wilson's the number two quarterback uh, coming off the board. And I don't want to hear any questions about it. So that's who I'm looking forward to. I love that. Zach Wilson. I need to see this boy live on Sunday. Hey, save this tape, everybody. Let's run that back. And and was it three years? We'll give Sean a three-year runner on that Zach Wilson analysis right there. Where is he going to be? Yeah, And that's not us pulling against Zach Wilson, but I 100% agree. I have no idea where he came from and how all of a sudden, where, again, the last two years you've been telling me Justin Fields is QB number two, all of a sudden um, – all of a sudden, Zach, Zach Wilson shows up, and, and it's a foregone conclusion that the Jets are taking him. So, foregone conclusion. Hey, he's going to be playing in New York, so we'll hear all about it. So, yeah, I'm definitely excited to hear to see that. Um, my guy, my first guy that I'm going to say, look, man, I, I told you two months ago. I told you a month ago. I told you two weeks ago. I told you a week ago. There's one guy I really need to see. There's one guy I want to see. I love the situation that he went to. I love that he's going to an experienced quarterback. I love that he's going to a, a new head coach in Arthur, Arthur Smith Arthur Smith that we've seen run some good offenses out there in Tennessee Can that be. utilize some of this ground and pound stuff that I think this guy, as a receiving tight end, is going to revolutionize the position. We've been headed towards this way. It's Kyle Pitts. It's Kyle Pitts, man. I just want to see this guy play football at the NFL level. Uh, we've been looking for these George Kittle, Travis Kelsey types. I think he's beyond that. If you look at some of the film, they were showing this guy matching up with defense, with cornerbacks, safeties, linebackers, and it was the result, yeah. same result each time. Nobody could handle him. 12 touchdowns last year at Florida State, or Florida, I'm sorry, 
ran a 4-4. Um, all the measurables are obviously there, and the film looked great, too. I just feel like you put him with Matt Ryan. Again, you say what you want to about Matt Ryan. He knows how to play football, right? He's former league MVP. He can fling the rock. Um, I think you put him hey. with a guy like Pitts, it's going to be a problem. Hey, I have never in my life seen a prospect get zero slander. <clears throat> zero. I'm talking about <laughs> I haven't heard one single tweet, one video from a random dude on the street, one podcast, one person on TV say anything negative about Kyle Pitts. Foregone con- yeah, Kyle just- Pitts is a Hall of Famer. Already. He is the best tight end talent-wise people have ever seen. Um, he does look spectacular. Spectacular. The film I, and the measurables, like it's it's, it's like, yo, what, what are we I've watching? Never, bro, I've yeah. never seen anything like this, bro. Not mm-hmm. one person has said anything negative about anything. His teeth are perfect. Haircuts yeah. on point. He one runs money, the best routes. He's got the, he got the best hands. He goes up against anybody. Put him up against Deion Sanders. Kyle yep. Pitts wins. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Kyle Pitts. Yo, I've never seen that. There's water in the water. It's Kyle Pitts. So, yeah. that And that's another reason why I want to see it because of how much we've just been hearing. It's like, yo, I feel like this dude needs to come out and play lights out. But at the same time, it's almost like you look at it, it's just like, yeah, why won't this work? Unless he's unless he's a he's a he's an idiot or you know he doesn't care, which I've seen the interviews. He sounds plays the part too. Intelligent, yeah. Um, yeah, like I'm all in, man. And again, I think you're going to a good situation because you're not going to be sitting there bullshitting with a quarterback who doesn't know what's going on and a quarterback who's used tight ends. I mean, if you look at the Atlanta Falcons' success, it's always been with a tight end, whether it be Tony Gonzalez, uh, was a Hooper, you know, different guys that they've had in there uh, playing tight end position. So I think Matt Ryan's going to use him well. And I just hope that they, yeah, I, I, I want to see it. Wanna yeah, see it. Who's I'm, next excited. I'm excited. Um, if you don't got anybody, I got, I got someone. No, I was gonna say I really want to see Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow because like they're Jamar back. Chase. And I know I'm naming all the big dudes, but I don't still, really care because that's what I want to see. Offensive lineman. I agree, yeah. but I do want to see him and Chase because they know each other. That's like the homie coming back. Like, oh, what's up, baby? I already. We so don't have Jalen Waddle and Tua. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. no, I know this dude. I know what he's gonna do. I know what he's capable of. So I'm excited to see that. Yep. Um, I'm excited to see Devontae Smith because I don't want to hear about him being too little and all that. Just playing against the same guys he's gonna be playing same against. Same fucking, Sunday. same fucking size he <laughs> yeah. was last year, yeah. and he won the Heisman, and no yeah. one could stop him. Yeah, and so I see defenders who I saw a lot of them get drafted in the first round. Yeah, on Thursday. and I understand the NFL is different and. Jalen Ramsey is different. Physically, speed, all that. I get it. But from what I could tell, this dude gets separation, gets off the line, does what he pleases. And he's not going over the middle. This isn't this isn't yeah. fucking West Welk. You know what I'm saying? Like he's yeah, you're not sending him through traffic. Yeah. He's gonna get yeah. free and go. Watch watch the film on the fucking championship game. He was unguardable. Could not guard him. Yo, unguardable. Hey, unguardable. The whole time we're like, is anybody going to pick this guy up? Nope. Hey, and I'm going to tell you this. Mac Jones was putting it on his ass. Every time. Yo, Mac Jones wasn't missing him, bro. Every time. I'm talking about in stride, all that. Every, so, every time. Yeah. Who, who's, um, uh, who's your other one? So I got one because I feel like, you know, they need to help my boy out with an offensive weapon. And I watched some film on this guy. Um, you don't normally think about wide receivers from the University of Minnesota. But Rashad Bateman out to the Baltimore Ravens. Just looks like a good receiver. And Lamar I think you, you, you just need to put Lamar with some good receivers. 
try to spice up that offense a bit. Um, again, when you just watch the film, this dude gets good separation. Looks like he's got some good speed. Just plays the position well. You know, kind of when you watch a receiver, you're like, yo, this guy, yeah, he's just going to be a good receiver. Love it. And Get him some weapons, man. The tape that I saw on him, he reminded me of like an Allen Robinson type. At, Bateman? Uh, yeah. Yeah. At Penn State. So I can rock with it. Take it. Yeah. That, that's If it, if he turns out to be Allen Robinson, Lamar Jackson's doing backflips. So, yeah, that's a great receiver. Those guys, yeah, I, I really like that guy. So and I'm happy. I like the thought process behind it too. Like, yo, no more excuses. Let's get Lamar some guys who can add some explosion. And the last guy for me, um, and you kind of hit it on it already. Yo, I love the Mac Jones pick for so many reasons. For the uh, page, I love that they didn't have to move up to get him. It's not that I love Mac Jones. I think he can play. I think if he's decent, yo, you just gave Bill Belichick a quarterback on a rookie contract. And if he's decent and can play. And he, and, just, he even, and he just spent $40, $50 million. And just, exactly. So now none of those contracts, if, if Mac Jones can play, awesome. You don't have to worry about restructuring none of those deals. You spent all no. this money. Those guys can stay for a few years. If he learns behind Cam for a year, great. I think Cam is a perfect mentor for him. Cam's a positive dude who works hard, shows up to practice. Great for his teammates, right? I think that's why, if you listen to the reports, that's why Bill brought him back. Bill loved coaching Cam Newton. Thought he was a positive presence in the locker room. Loved his work ethic, right? So he's, I don't think Cam's going to come in there and make it difficult for Mac, right? Bill, Cam saw what it was like being at the end and not almost not being in the league, right? So, like, he, he's going to come yeah. in there and he's going to make that situation good. You don't want reports coming out that Cam was an asshole and then he gets cut he never gets another job again. So, Bill, I'm going to mentor this dude and he, Bill says I'm going to play until Mac is better than me. That's fine. And I believe Belichick when he says that. Belichick's not going to come out there and be like, well, we drafted a guy at 15th, he has to play. If he can't play, he's not going to play ever, right, ever. If he yeah. can play, he will, and that's a bonus for everybody. And the fact that they didn't have to move up and he just fell to them at 15th and that's what you needed? Come on, man. Don't let yeah. this guy be good. And don't let Bill Belichick have a quarterback he's paying $2.5 million to for the next four years. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, man. It was, uh, it was a fun draft. It was interesting. A lot of stuff shaking, a lot of things moving. Uh, yeah, man, that fifth-year option. Like, speak of the devil, B- Buffalo just picked up uh, Josh Allen's fifth-year option. Yeah, of course. That's, if they, you get, you get in that situation with Matt, they you're going to pick a, up his 15th-year option 15th at this point. Yeah, yeah, that boy, that game, sign that man right now and keep it moving. That boy, Cole. <laughs> he's a problem. Yeah. And yeah. He's getting better. And that's – and yeah, so where are you – real quick, yeah. um, Trey Lance, have, do you, where, where, where do you think know. this I don't know. No goes? comment. No comment. I don't know. I don't know. Jury's still out. We're going to see. We're going to see. Yo – and do you play him? Where do you keep Jimmy? I Garoppolo? don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I think you. I'm just not a big fan of it being blatantly obvious that you don't want the guy that you have and then running him out there to play. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my thing would be, even if you have to be bad this year, you move Jimmy to get some picks for the next year. And you go get him experience. It's like I want Justin Fields to get experience. Um, that that's my take. But yeah, I don't. Is he going to be good? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm excited to see him play too. And I think he's in a really good situation with a really good coach. I'm a big Kyle Shanahan fan, so I, I if he can play, Kyle Shanahan is going to make him make him make an impact. So if, if he we'll sucks, that Shanahan loses job. Uh no, I think. Well, I mean, maybe, but is, year, he, but, but, yeah. hey, but is he? But is he? Clock a tick. 
Hey, he could lose his job in San Francisco, and he'll have another job anytime oh, he wants. Oh yeah, he's 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 right? a candidate for never out of a job in the NFL. Yes, yes. he has the look of he'll just keep he'll be, yeah he'll keep fighting. The lowest he'll go is that he'll be an offensive coach. Yeah. Like the 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 bottom of the barrel is offensive coordinator. Just like if Kingsbury <laughs> gets fired. Just like if Kingsbury gets fired this year, he's got a job. Uh, I, I think King, Kingsbury's got a job. It's got the look. Someone's gonna bring him in the offensive coordinator role. Jason Garrett got a fucking job. Yeah, that's true. That dude stinks. Stinks. Yeah. He's didn't call an okay offensive coordinator. But he didn't he, he didn't call in plays in Dallas. Yeah, he didn't and then do he got an offensive coordinator yeah. job. He literally didn't do anything. Do you run yeah. the defense? No. Do you run the offense? Nope. No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he was like a, remember that hard knocks with uh real quick Hugh Jackson when they took away his play calling duties and he yeah, was he just, just there. Around. Yeah, he just uh, around. yeah. All right. <laughs> Practice starts at eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys got the day off. Practice starts at seven. Yeah. But speaking of quarterbacks, the NFL League MVP, Aaron Rodgers. News breaks on draft night that he is a, he's officially wants out of Green Bay. He's done with it. Let's keep it moving. I'm out of here. I'm done with y'all. You haven't gotten me any help. I just came off my MVP year, and I got a new shorty. I, I, I can go run some Jeopardy if I want. Almost like, fuck y'all. I don't even need y'all anyway. Like I play ball or not, like I and I'm definitely not playing ball for y'all. Do you think Aaron Rodgers is done in Green Bay? Yes. Won't 100%. take another snap. I think, I think he's been. I think he's been done in Green Bay. I think won't he was take done another snap. Will not take another step. He. It's been that way for months too. Listen to all of his interviews. Yeah. All of his interviews. It's out of my control, guys. It's out of my control. It's a beautiful mystery. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's me. Him. Yeah. I, I'm gonna get out of here. Let me get up out of here. He's ready to go. Nick. What's one thing you cannot do to a grown man? Disrespect him. You cannot disrespect a grown man. No. You could you could do a lot of things. Both the female race is uh very resilient. The male a male is very resilient, but there's thing about a male, bro. If you disrespect him on up to a certain point where there's no coming back from that. He feels so disrespected. He's like, bro, I'm not playing for y'all. I don't care. I don't want to hear from LaFleur. Y'all can fly out to California on the private and come oh, talk want. to me if y'all want. It's not changing my mind. I don't want to hear it. I'm going to go to the Derby. I'm coming off an MVP year. <clears throat> y'all either move me or I'm not playing. I'll retire. I'll do whatever. And I think he's serious. Dead ass. And, I, and, and I also think... You've seen how he does his family. I was just his parents. No, he doesn't care about yeah. that shit, bro. Somebody he, who cuts off their parents, like you will never be his parent, Mark Murphy. You will never no. be his parent. Like if he's willing to say mom and dad, like I'm done. That's a man with conviction. Brothers, hard-headed brother, bro. everybody. I don't want to see none of y'all. None of y'all, bro. Yeah, Look, he's, he's a lone wolf. You could do a lot of things to your girlfriend. You could fuck up here and there. Eventually, she's going to feel disrespected and she's yeah. going to bounce. Yep. With males, cats will deal with a lot of shit, won't say nothing. Like, okay, I see you, whatever, whatever. To a certain point, it's like, nah, man, I'm not rocking with you. Period, point blank. I don't care about $20 million. I don't care about... Uh, the the Packer fans, I gave y'all exactly what I needed. Every time I needed some help on O, y'all didn't give it to me. Y'all disrespected me with this with this Jordan Love situation. Blatant disrespect. You spit in my face. You you draft this dude in the first round. 
I have to be around this dude. All that is nonsense. And he doesn't even dress. So that's it. That's why <laughs> he really I just think- pissed on a first round pick in my and and when I really needed some help on either side of the ball. Even if you fucking draft a defensive tackle, fine. The guy is he gonna play 16 games? Yeah, shout out Drew in the comments. I was just thinking about this too. And I also think he does see what Tom is doing. Y'all are bullshitting me right and, now. And Tom showed him it can be done. Hey, look, man, you've been the same franchise for 15 plus years and you want to leave. You can do that, man. Like, you need to understand your worth. Tom, and who did Tom see it from? Braun and them boys? I hey, you thought this shit any- wasn't going to trickle over? I think more than anything, though, it's just like, man, maybe I actually can play at a super, super high level for another three, four more seasons. Yeah. Easy. And y'all and y'all are drafting people. Right last year, yeah, dog. I got sick. I got. I got a whole other deal on my on the on the on the on the on the conveyor belt coming, bro. Yeah. What are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? First of all, y'all wasted years of my career with that clown, Mike McCarthy. Clown. I carried him for years. And clown. I was, and I told y'all I was carrying clown. him. Anthony Lynn level game management from that guy. You didn't want to listen, yo. And I also think too. Y'all take the ball out of my hand on fourth down. I'm the league MVP. I get to the playoffs. Y'all goofies are taking the ball out of my hand. Like, enough is enough. I'm done with all this nonsense, bro. I've been here, what? He's been there, what, 16 years? Oh, and then you come to me in the offseason. You say, hey, we need to restructure. I, we think you should give back some bread. Bro. And he said, wait, no, wait, no, no, no. Not. I wanted more. I wanted y'all to fucking renew. I yeah. wanted ext- you're, you're talking restructure. I'm talking extension. I'm talking I need some new paper for what I just saw because, oh, Pat Mahomes just got a half a billy. So what are y'all talking about here? You've now not given me talent, right? You hit on that. Bum-ass coach hit on that. Drafting my replacement. He's late. No, no, no. I mean mean McCarthy. I'm talking about McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, for all the years after he won the Super Bowl, McCarthy clearly – everybody knew he was a terrible head coach. Yes. Um, You draft my replacement who doesn't even fucking dress – Right, so not only you, you draft a guy for for whatever reason when I need help, you draft my replacement, which is first off disrespectful. Then you draft a guy who can't even replace me, right? Then I've essentially, bro, I've been winning in spite of you guys for years now, yeah. well, and, and I'm done was, with this shit. And there was like some practice squad or some some wide receiver that he liked a couple of years ago that they let walk, who I don't think would have cost a lot of money for them to keep. It's, you're not giving me personnel decisions. Right, I, I don't get to say who comes. I don't get to say who we're drafting. I'm not involved in this. I'm not a partner. This goes back to this. This goes back all the way to Jordy Nelson when they cut him and didn't and didn't say anything to, to Aaron yeah. about that. Like all this stuff is as adds up to the point where it's like, man, I ain't rocking with you yeah. anymore, man. I'm out of here. Right? Cause do you? I don't think. I mean, we're all a lot of us are Bears fans listening, but Jordy Nelson was Aaron Rodgers' dog. Yeah. They got rid of him, didn't tell him, just cut him, let him go. Like, all right, it's not, it's out of my control. I don't run the front office, but y'all not talking to me. Y'all not drafting who I need on the offensive end. Y'all drafting my replacement, and I feel like I got five more years to play. No, nah, man. And you're not treating me like a franchise quarterback. Your, your, your number one goal it. isn't to surround me with talent. It's to do your thing. And we got to compete. When you draft another quarterback, it's like, well, how many agendas do we got going on? Are we trying to win now or are we doing moves for the future? Because with a franchise quarterback like me, everything that you should be doing should be fucking week one. Help us in week one. Not, yes. not week one in 2024. 
everything should be geared towards helping us in week one. When we play that first game, most likely against the fucking Bears, we open up against them every single year. We should be ready week one. All those guys that you draft should be available week one. And available all I, to help me this year. And all I do is go to the NFC Championship. Every year. I win this cr- fucking shitty-ass division every single year. The Bears might get hot one year. The Vikings might get hot one year. The Lions never get hot. Yeah, I win this division. Yeah. I'll get in the playoffs every year. If you give me what I need, I can get you a little bit further. So, yeah, you're 100% right, man. They've disrespected him. They did. You don't, that's they the haven't, only thing you don't do. Yeah, they haven't communicated well, and he no. sees other quarterbacks controlling their fate, whether through money or through influence. Tom now, said, hey, look, man, I'm out of here, man. I'm not coming back. Fuck y'all. I don't want to play for this dude. I don't care. And that, that was to Bill Belichick, not to Mike McCarthy and Mark Murphy. What have y'all done? Honestly, like, what have y'all done? Team doesn't even have a fucking owner, so there's no owner I can go fucking talk to. I talk to a board, you know what I mean? Like, fuck, I could talk to the park district to figure out if I want something done in this fucking town. How does this work? I'm a shareholder? Like, come yeah, on, man. This is true, fucking though. ridiculous. I, th- I think that how it hurts the situation. Because if you had a good owner, they'd step in and be like, what the f- what are you? Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're fired. You're fired. First of all, Aaron, come over to the crib. Let's smoke Where a cigar and let's figure this out. Where could he go? I mean, they're talking Denver. Anywhere that's anywhere that has a good, I, if I'm him, I'm like, I want a good defense. And I want somebody to throw the ball to. I'll go to I'll go to Denver. I'll go to Denver. Got D. Have you seen Denver's corners? No, it was Roby in them, bro. Roby. Yeah. Kyle Fuller, remember him? Oh yeah, Kyle Fuller's up there too. And they Aaron Rodgers knows him. And they just drafted. uh, They just drafted uh, Sertan. Yeah. So yeah, we got D, and they got Vic calling the uh, the D over there. Shout out Vic. So I'll go play for those boys, man. I'll go Vaughn, play over there. Vaughn. We'll say Vic. I'll, I'll, uh-huh. Oh, you're talking about Vic Fangio. Yeah, yeah, Vic and Vaughn. Vic and Vaughn and Vaughn and all the boys. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. um, over there would be nice. Uh, the, uh, Oakland, because Gruden does not fuck with his quarterback. We know be, that. Oakland would not be Oakland, wow, disrespect. Las Vegas. Oh, yeah, Las Vegas. Um, Darren, yeah, I'm going to tell you this. Aaron Rodgers go over there. Darren Waller going to have 25 touchdowns. 25, easy. E- what? Easy. That that man is a is a problem. Oh, he had like too. 110 catches last year. Yeah, he's crazy. He like a poor man, Kyle Pitts. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Pitts is like twice as good. Yeah, Kyle Pitts like three times better than Darren Waller. <laughs> Shut up, Kyle Pitts. <laughs> hey, where are we gonna be saying when Kyle Pitts has like 10 touchdowns through six games next year? Yeah, and he's just like sunning everybody. <laughs> it's like, get the fuck it's out like of yeah, just moving people out of the way. <laughs> this yeah. is easy, but no. So he could go there. I don't think he's going anywhere in the NFC. Um, so I think it's all AFC. Just because they wouldn't so, trade him that way. It's the, there's no way you can't you can't trade him to ever have to play him again. Um, I know there's a team that we're probably missing. Watch Belichick come up and grab his ass. That might be too much ego for Belichick though. He's not going to. He wouldn't go there just because yeah. of the whole. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. That would be an interesting situation. And I haven't heard anything about this Deshaun Watson shit. And this shit just fell off the face of the. Very, the, very quiet. Yeah, like. And he, and he ain't demanded a trade in a few weeks either. Eer, <laughs> eerily quiet. So He's like, maybe I'll come back. back and play for the Texans because it's real hot anywhere else. It's I'll almost go. like Denver's the only place he could go. Yeah, Denver makes the makes the most, and they got receivers out there. They got Jerry Judy. They got uh, yeah. yeah, a couple boys out there that can catch some passes. Who's their running back? Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's they decent. Got, uh, man, Denver, Las Vegas. Uh, I mean, that's really it in the AFC. Like Miami, no, maybe though. 
<laughs> they would trade Tua if they, they would make that trade. That'd be a great move for the Packers. If you can get Tua back for Aaron Rodgers. Because he's not yeah. coming back. So, like, you need to understand that he's not coming back. Like, again, we talked. What, what do you do as the Packers? Like, do you do you just call us bluff or do you just say, okay, fold and just try to go get a, a, a just a boatload of value for him right so now? The thing that was interesting is uh, they were talking about today, like, one of the reasons that the Packers could be kind of uh, reluctant to trade him is the precedent that that would set around the league, and they don't necessarily want to be the ones that that start that as far as these quarterbacks getting disgruntled and, and getting working their way out. So it doesn't become the NBA because you know how the NFL is. Um, that's the last thing they want is players having that much power. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I would say this to that. How many Aaron Rodgers are running around the league? True. And how many guys? Don't, don't if you're you don't walk in my office like you Aaron Rodgers. Get out of yeah. here with that. Well, and you have to be old enough to have major money and like yeah, yeah, that, bro, yeah get out of here yeah. with that. That's yeah. you know what I mean. So that's that's what I would say to that. But it doesn't matter. The threat of players having power is something the NFL doesn't even want. So it yeah. wouldn't surprise me if they're if they're super nervous about it. But regardless, um, yeah, I mean, you have to. I feel like you have to make that move. I don't, I don't, I, I don't know what you're going to try to do. I don't think he's going to change his mind. I think once the report came out to Schefter, right. Right, everything else was rumblings and him being kind of cryptic in interviews. Once Schefter's coming out saying Aaron Rodgers is telling folks he doesn't want to come back, it's over with. You gotta get you gotta get into move a mode. Yo, you but, can't yo, fuck around. I'll say this. I'll say this. That same shit happened with Russell Wilson, and all of a sudden that shit is dead, and he's that shit's dusted, and he's good in Seattle all of a sudden. But I don't think Isn't he ever demanded shit? a trade. He was just like, Y'all aren't y'all aren't taking care of me. And like I think he was just kind of his always seemed more to me like he. I don't this, know, bro. Again, Do you remember at yeah, the peak? And we it read that like, story, I, and there was some disrespect, but it wasn't this level of disrespect. Like you said, this is deep disrespect. Where it's like you can point to a pattern of disrespect yeah. from Green Bay and the and and the, and, and the uh, and the pack and the Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, like there is a pattern history of disrespect and all that's bubbling. For Russ, it's just like man, like last couple of years been rough. Y'all aren't protecting me, like. Yeah, I want to get the fuck up out of here and go do something else. But at the same time, he's not going to Schefter or going to team sources who he knows are going to go to Schefter, right? Like, this is very calculated by Rodgers. Right. Short of him going on McAfee's show and being like, yeah, I want these boys to trade me. Like, this is essentially what he's doing right now. This is a formal trade request from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Don't make me make this shit get ugly. <laughs> right. Don't call my bluff on this. Don't call my bluff on this, man. Y'all don't want to see this. I will. I will go fucking host Jeopardy. I will go do some other shit. I, I will do whatever. How funny would it be if he wrote the Packers a check for twenty, <laughs> then picked up twenty from Jeopardy? Easy. So and then just washed it, and then yeah. came back the next year. <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll make. Yeah, he'll make his twenty back. Is that what it's? Hey, he, has a, he owes him twenty million, right? I think he would owe him somewhere around twenty twenty million dollars if he Fine, here. if he decided to to retire. That's great. Take it. So, yeah. all right. Aaron Rodgers, that would be hey, it'd be it'd be a, a a turn, a turn of the guard if all of a sudden Justin Fields shows up and he's solid, and then Rodgers is gone. And we have we'd have a whole new division. It's the best case scenario for us. And if we get Justin Fields, the Lions lose Stafford, and the Packers lose Rodgers. There's no quarterbacks in the division. Sign me up. No quarter. Hey, repeat. No quarterbacks in the division. Sign don't tell. Up. Don't tell me about your boy over there in Minnesota. Who I thought they were crazy. You talk about a team that I thought was crazy for not moving up to get uh, Fields was Minnesota. Yeah, you can't have you can't have Cousins be your primary option for the next two or three years. Like we've seen, we've seen this movie a lot. 
yeah, a lot. Been, Someone been, who was it the other? Oh, you see what RG three said? Yeah, he said he's been collecting checks for a minute. He says you know, he goes, he's been collecting checks, going seven and nine every year. <laughs> yeah, and, and he said it so casually. It was so, it was casual. so funny. It's like Kirk's been over there collecting checks, going seven and nine every year. So, <laughs> like, yo, he still doesn't fuck with that dude at <laughs> yeah, all. Yeah, he doesn't fuck with Kirk. That was so great. Yo, shout out RG three, man. They said Kellen Mond time. I'm not a Kellen Mond. Kellen dude, Mond. Yeah. I actually watched him at Texas A&M, and I thought he was whack. Yeah, he's at not Texas that great. A&M. So he never really good. got any better. Yeah. No, nah, they they should have they should have definitely made a move. Seven yeah. nine collecting checks. That's All great. right, let's move over, close it out with some NBA talk, man. Let's let's start with Russell Wilson, man, or Russell Westbrook, excuse me. The guy has averaged a triple double. Russell Westbrook, four of the last five seasons. Full years, he's averaged a triple-double. Three with uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. He had a uh, a down year playing with uh, James and co. in Houston. A down year, a.k.a. not averaging a triple-double. I think he still yeah. averaged 28, 8, and 8, but yeah. And, and then he's back to averaging a triple-double now uh, with the Washington Wizards. He had 24 dimes and 24 boards last the night. Sur- the surging Washington Wizards. I think they've won like yes. 8 of 10 and – 12 or 14 or some shit like that. I don't know what it is. That Bertans magic. That was. <laughs> Give me your thoughts on Russell Westbrook. Well, actually, we'll, we'll start it here. Like I just said, Russell Westbrook officially made it official that if if, if he goes out and scores 5-5-5 five, five, and five the rest of the year, he's still average a triple-double. He had 24, uh, 24 dimes last night, 21 boards. It's official. He will have his fourth season in five averaging a triple-double. Here and then, if you follow Big Nick the Quick on Twitter, you should do that either way. He uh, uh, Nick retweeted Scott Brooks came out and said he thinks that Russell Westbrook is the second, he's the second best point guard of all time behind Magic Johnson. I want to, I'm going to play a clip from Stephen A. Smith and his thoughts, and then we'll get into it. Here's Stephen A. on Scott Brooks saying Russell Westbrook is the second best point guard of all time behind Magic Johnson. To Westbrook for a second. Now I'm going to focus on you. Then why the hell didn't you win with him? You had KD. You had Russ. You had Ibaka. You had Reggie Jackson. You had James Harden. Why the hell didn't you win? Now I know you ran into LeBron James. But you had them for more than one year. You only got to the finals once. You won 62% of your games. Why you went in Oklahoma City with that bomb squad? Why wasn't it more than that, Scott Brooks? And now you're in the nation's capital, you win in 46% of your games. If Russell Westbrook, and we're not questioning his greatness, I'm just being rhetorical here, being facetious, I'm sorry. I'm not questioning his greatness at all. I'm saying if Russell Westbrook is all those things, and I believe he is, then am I not entitled to look at you, Scott Brooks, and say, how come you ain't winning more games? Because you got the second greatest point guard in the history of the game, according to you. We all know Bradley Beal is big time. By the way, Hachimura, Bryant, Batons, and all of these Bertans and all of these brothers. I like what I'm seeing from the Wizards. Paul they got George once upon a time, Chris Paul. I, I, I like what I'm guy. seeing from the Wizards. I like them. They're a young squad on the come up. I think they've got a lot of potential. How come you ain't winning, Scott Brooks? All right. Let's, People need to be careful what they say. Because at some point in time, when we're looking at the players, you know, we got coaches out here yeah. that are underachieving and getting paid and having tenure and stuff like that. How, how come we can't hold you accountable then if, if, if it's all that? 
Go ahead, Max. I will. Oh. <laughs> Yo, why he why he fried Scotty? Yeah, he Brooks just fried like Scotty Brooks for no real reason. Scott fr- fried him crazy. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't I don't necessarily agree with all that. I feel like Scott Brooks had a lot of success with that. Oh, he's not he's forget. You're not missing that these guys. Yeah, there was a super young team. And this is as these guys were kind of on the ascent. I get Durant ended up winning an MVP and Russ became who he became, but it's not like you had all three of these guys at their peak or even at like the the top of their, you know, whatever. Um, so I don't I don't necessarily put that on Brooks. I don't think Scott Brooks is a great coach. I I, I for the life of me don't understand why this Wizards team has been it took them this long to get going. Um, when your top two guys are that good, so I think yeah. he should be definitely be held accountable for what happened in Washington. But you think it's blasphemy that Scott Brooks would call him the second best point guard? Well, I just game. don't think he's the second best. I, when I think of Russell Westbrook, I don't think of second best point guard of all time. It's kind of like I get what he's trying to say. He had the other day. I get what he's bit. trying to say as far yeah, like the Chris Paul versus uh, just like whoever. the guard versus yeah. the position. It's like yeah. I get what he's trying to say that like. It's gotten to a point where, like, we take Russell Westbrook's triple doubles for granted. The fact that he's has so many, averaged four out of the last five seasons of triple double. I saw a stat the other day. They've also won seventy five percent of the games in which he's had a triple double. So it's not like he's going out there collecting meaningless triple doubles. That's a that's a really powerful stat. Seventy five percent of the games in which he's had a triple double, his team has won. Um, so again, they're not just meaningless, you know, stat filling. Um, so to that point, I get it. Like you want to make these outlandish statements. So that Russ, Russ, Russ is back in the conversation, and again, you're, you're giving him his proper respect. And I think we really do need to give Westbrook his flowers. Again, I think the narrative has flipped on him so much to where we just don't appreciate what, what he's out there doing. Of all time, yeah, and, and in an era where you know guys are getting killed for load management and not necessarily taking every regular season game seriously, there's not a fan, NBA fan anywhere, who has paid money to watch Russell Westbrook that walks out of that arena and is like, yeah, I didn't get my money's worth, right? Like, first off, if he's healthy, he's playing. He's going to play big minutes, and he's going to put on a show, and he's going to play balls to the wall. So, like, when we talk about, like, oh, it's for the fans, it's for the fans, and the fans, you know, take out a family of four of their hard-earned money and all that shit that we like to talk about, yo, this is a guy who is worth the price of admission. Every single night, you're getting your money's worth. If I'm taking my kid to a game with Russell Westbrook, again, I'm not going to walk out there and be like, oh, man, this guy just mailed it in. He's not trying. He doesn't care. So I think that that matters, man. Like, I think we've gotten to the point, man, where it's like, man, I don't know the right way to say this. Like, championships absolutely fucking matter, right? But, man, it's become so much so that if you don't have one, you're shit. Can't win with you. Look, only one person, one team wins every year, right? Every 365 days, you have one winner. In between that, a lot happens, and a lot of it matters, and a lot of it matters towards people's legacies. So if you're just going to hold the fact that he hasn't won a championship and all that, Russell Westbrook's in the playoffs every year. His teams do well. He's played in NBA Finals. He go he goes hard, right? Does he have some flaws as a player? Absolutely. Is he the best player in the NBA? No, right? Is he one of the better players in the NBA? For sure, right? Has he absolutely – can you rewrite – the last 15 years of the NBA without talking about Russell Westbrook? No, you cannot, right? You cannot. So I get where Brooks is coming from as far as making these wild ass statements. I think he just wants people to understand like, yo, that's how good this dude is. But when we're talking about point guards and, and like, who's the best and all that, like, nah, man, you can't, you can't give me Russell Only Westbrook. Thing you could say about Russell Westbrook is he can't shoot the three. Fine. So and he shoots not, it too much. And he shoots it too much. That's that's the only thing he can't Statistically do. the worst high-volume shooter in NBA history. Listen to these numbers. 
when he won the MVP in 2016-17, this is his first year he averaged a triple-double, he averaged 32 points, 10 assists, 11 rebounds. The next year, he averaged a triple-double again. He averaged 25 points, 10 assists, 10 rebounds. The next year, 23-11-11. Then he went to Houston. And then this year, he's averaging 22-11-11. There was a time where getting a triple-double was – I just feel like it was such a big deal. And he's completely flipped that shit. Him and James Harden have flipped it on its head. Yeah. It's insane to even think – Where we take it for granted. Yeah, that someone can average – Four out of five seasons in average triple-double. We're going to look back on that in history and be like, that is some insane shit that Russell was doing. And I think all Brooks is doing right now is making sure that we look at it right now and be like, yo, what he's doing is crazy. Because that's his guy. He had him since day one, so he's going to ride for him. But it Gotta is cap. Be. It's, it it's is cap. That he's the number two of all time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, he's like almost in a different category. I, I, <clears throat> like, I can't put him in like the same point guard conversation as like, Chris Paul. Stockton or Chris Paul. They're like yeah. completely different people. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's an interesting conversation because when I think of Russell Westbrook, I don't think of a point guard. I think of just a ball-dominant guard. That That's all that comes to mind. I, a guard. And, yeah. A guard. I, think of, I think of a guy that handles the rock. All, all uh, yeah, he handles yeah. the rock. Yeah. yeah. Like, And then I guess if that if that makes him a point guard, then I guess that's what it is. But Wonderful. Yeah. He's a different, different dude in a different category. Um, shout out Russell Westbrook, MVP. No one will take that from him. Always kept it 100. Always and I don't, stayed true to himself. I love Russell Westbrook. And right now they're in tenth in that playoff play-in game, so they would end up playing Indiana. Look, dude, they'll they're, that's a, they're better than Indiana. Like I think if, if, if when you look at those top two of Beal and Westbrook on a good game, I mean, you don't, I, I don't, as a shitty as that team is overall, if they've been this whole year, I don't want to really play against them for seven games if it gets to that. So like that matters too, right? Like they're kind of lurking in that spot. Like look, Boston versus Washington. We've been talking about the Celtics all year. You don't get caught slipping against guys like that because Russ ain't gonna be sleeping. So I mean, let's see what happens. So I, yeah, I think I think we do not rate Russell Westbrook properly for what he does do, especially when we love to talk about other guys' stats. Like, oh, Luca's so close to a triple double. It's like, well, why does a triple double from Luca so good, but not from Russell Westbrook? Right. Yeah, so I think like yeah, yeah we're spoiled. On he it. just rubs people the wrong way for whatever reason, and like yeah, people now are just like, eh, I'm, I'm, he could average you know a quadruple double, and we're not even talking about it. So right. Yeah. All right, let's talk a little bit of NBA before we get out of here. Um, I need your thoughts on the Lakers and LeBron. I need yeah. your thoughts on the play-in. Nobody likes to play in until and, you're playing uh, in it. Give me your final power rankings on the East and the West currently. Yo, so Quick I'm, hitters. I don't like to give LeBron uh, slander because I think people do it too often, but I will on this. He needs to stop pouting about this play-in shit. You guys, this is how it's been all year. Players Association voted on it. If you didn't want a playoff game in the beginning of the year, we know that you get everything that you want in this league. So if you didn't want, if you hated it in the beginning of the year and so you would have voiced it, you could have vetoed that easy. He hey, wasn't Adam, worried about that shit. Adam, uh, no, I don't like this. No, it made sense. <laughs> it's, it made sense when the league showed you the revenue model behind it and like, yeah. hey, this is how we're going to recoup some of this COVID money so y'all aren't taking haircuts on your paychecks next year. So like, the league need to do this. The league has to make money. The league has to make these games at the end of the year interesting. The league has to bring up TV ratings. You have to get sponsors involved. If this brings money to the league, great. Also, hey, if y'all are good enough, 
then just win the fucking game. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to hear LeBron complain about this at all. So I think that he's pouting. I think he needs to just go ahead, get healthy, win some ball games, and the Lakers shouldn't even be in this position. Also, really quick for everybody listening, I'll give you a quick tutorial on this play-in tournament. So it's six through nine. Get in the play-in tournament. Six and seven play each other. Seven, eight play each other. Uh, six and seven play each other. Eight and nine play each other. Excuse me. If six and the, the winner of the six seven game, that's what they're calling it. They're calling it the six seven game. The winner of the six seven game is in the playoffs, automatically done. They they're in. Winner of the six seven is in. The loser of the six seven game then plays the the winner of the eight nine game. So the 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 eight nine folks have to win two games against that they're in the eight nine game and then they have to beat the loser of the six seven so the 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 format is cool i think it's interesting um if you're the six or seven in short if you're the six and seven you have to win one to get in if you're the eight and nine you got to win two that's it then you're Mm -hmm. in the playoffs so i think it's interesting i think it brings it's been bringing a lot of excitement towards the end of the year quick give me your give me your top three power rankings from the west and give me your top three power rankings from the east in order starting with the east Oh, man. Let's go Brooklyn. Number one? Yeah. Okay. I just think I think that, yeah, I think that they're going to be tough to beat. Brooklyn, Philly, Milwaukee. Okay. I'm not mad at that. And what about the West? <laughs> um, <laughs> so tough out West, man. You can't deny the fact that Denver is, what, 17-5 and five, uh, since the Gordon trade. And I know they lost last night. But yeah. uh, since Murray went down, what are they nine and one or nine and two? Since they Murray lost, went they're, down, they're nine and two now. Yeah, they lost. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, and and Jokic is playing out of his mind. So I'm gonna go Denver, Phoenix, Denver number one. <laughs> it's really t- dude. The West is Wait. so open, man, because his flaws in each one of those teams. It it's is like, open. I, I, I'm, he's the best player right now. Like that's almost where I'm going to. Is Kawhi back yet? No, nah, Kawhi's chilling. He's chilling. I think he. Uh, uh, I don't know if he played the other night, but yeah, he'll be back. He'll is be the back. playoffs oh, yet? Yeah. No. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so tough because I, I I'll give you this. It is tough to slot Denver. Like where do it you really play? is? Yeah. No, you know what? I'll go Phoenix, Denver, Clippers. I'm not a Phoenix, Utah Jazz Denver, believer. Utah, Utah Lakers. Jazz. Utah. Yeah, Lakers. Yeah, the Lakers. Is. The Lakers are are got, in the. They LeBron's got not healthy. No. And AD has looked sus since he's been back. He had a good game last night, but overall he's looked very Yo, sus. Let me ask you this about AD really quick. Our boy who came on, Trey, Trayvon Black Trey, uh, does NBA for uh, The Athletic. Sorry to count the ding. Shout out, Trey. He, I heard him post a clip. He said he thinks Anthony Davis is a little bit of a diva now. Do you agree with that? How so? That, like, he didn't he really do? go into details on that clip. That was just, I just heard the snippet, but he was like, "Yeah, Anthony Davis is a little bit of a diva now." So, well, he's he's plugged in, so I mean, I, he doesn't say shit for the sake of saying shit, right? Yeah. So you're talking about a dude who's plugged in like that and, and plugged in at the high levels. Um, maybe that's what's going on behind the scenes. He came out to the Lakers, got some respect, got his ring, running with Bron. Bron showed him how to move different. I will tell you something interesting. My boy told me this this weekend. Um. Essentially, he knows he knows some some folks that have played with Bron, and when Bron shows up, 
Braun kind of shows folks how to move different. I, I believe that. Like folks are one way, Braun shows up. Braun shows you how to move, especially powerful individuals, right? Guys who can move a certain way. Right. Braun is going to assist you in moving in that direction. So would not be surprised me if he took a guy like Adu, who was a star, but was playing in New Orleans, playing on shitty teams and not getting that kind of respect, brought him out to L.A. and said, hey, this is how you move. And how to some people that rubs him off as a diva because he's not LeBron. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Definitely wouldn't surprise me. But he, I mean, he doesn't say a lot. So it's hard to kind of gauge his personality. But yeah. Yeah. Stay locked on that. Yeah. Stay locked on that. Let's see. It's LA, man. How many games we got left? Five? Yeah. Five games left. Seven. Seven for some teams. Seven, five. Yeah. Yeah. Five to seven games left for a majority of the league. Uh, it's closing out quick. It should be interesting. Give me your finals. No, I can't do that right now. That's a, that's that's a, that's a disrespectful question. I'll give you my power rankings though. Yeah. I'll go. Uh, give me Phoenix okay. in the West. Say what you want, bro. They bust people's ass, and they've been playing the top comp, and they've been on their ass. So I trust CP. I think they're the number one team in the West currently. From from all the betting lines and everything that I've been looking at and hearing, everyone thinks they're just going to get to the playoffs and essentially crumble. Yeah, I don't understand why. Uh, which been, I don't get. They played well all year and haven't really had a bad stretch. And, yeah, they yeah. have everything you want. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. But I, I think they're the best team in the West right now. I'm going to go Phoenix. I'm going to go the Clippers. Say what you want about Paul George. He's been going crazy. His shooting splits are through the roof. He 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 said we were laughing at him pr- prior to the season saying he was going to be on his MVP season. He's had one of the best years of his career, no doubt. For sure. Uh, Kawhi will be back. They'll be back playing ball. I'll go Clippers. Where is Kawhi? Is, he, is he hurt or is I'll, he chilling? I'll go Jazz. I think he is hurt. Okay. Uh, and I'll go Jazz. I think the Jazz have had some lulls in the middle, but Connolly gets back. Ah, Man, they, the, I think the Jazz are solid too. But I'll then I got to go Lakers at four just because I've seen this movie before and then all of a sudden motherfuckers are healthy and they're blowing people's doors off. So, but it's just the time, man. Like if it's an 82 game season, you're talking about we had 20 more games. That's one thing. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I, I, I'm 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 actually worried about the Lakers. I won't lie to you because yeah. Schroeder's out now too. Yeah, and that's um, a big loss. I got Philly, Brooklyn, Milwaukee. Philly and Brooklyn are interchangeable to me, depending on, depending on what night I'm watching. Uh, it's yeah, Philly. The, Brook, the Brooklyn's ability just to reel off points by three yeah. guys who it's hard. When's Harden come back? I'm not sure. I don't know. Soon. Is, he, is he on a Rodman trip? Yeah, 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 I was like, hey, Steve, I need to go to Vegas for a few days. No, I, another <laughs> interesting too much. thing. <laughs> yo, yo, Steve, I gotta go. <laughs> Steve, I gotta get out of here. This is crazy. Bodies uh, need me. The whole thing with uh, Kyrie, this is his first Ramadan, so he hasn't been eating. Oh, is he fasting? Uh, so he's been playing on, on, you know, an empty stomach, not getting any water. They he's said not they, the first athlete to do this. Yeah, shout out to Dream Hakeem Olajuwon. I was reading about that, but Kyrie. And there was that eat. Vikings cornerback who uh, would fast during training camp every year. Yeah, it seems which, to be very, yeah. very sluggish. But it's interesting, man. We'll see NBA coming up. It's closing out soon. Anything yeah. else you got for the people before we get up out of here? No, man. I think that's it, man. Let's, uh, oh, yeah. Get, get well soon. Get well soon, Lewis Robert, man. You know what I'm saying, man? White Sox need to get healthy, man. We're yeah. just hitting stride. Now the boys are down, man. Get soon. Get well soon, Eloy. It's all good. T.A. still represented. How about, them, how about them Cubbies? Uh, how about them Cubbies? Uh,
they do that when I, they're on yeah. right now i believe bench clearing bro all the other day i don't know that yo they they love to they love to clear the benches they be ready to scrap all the time so shout out those boys but uh that's it know. man for, for big nick the quick i am your host sean little make sure you subscribe everywhere man youtube itunes you know the deal make sure you follow me at no catch up shy on twitter follow big nick the quick at the quick 420 no 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 what is it at the quick uh, Nick the Quick, 1029. 1029. Shout out, Jeezy. Uh, yeah. For Big Nick the Quick, I'm your host. Show a little make sure you subscribe everywhere. No catch on Sports Talk via Chicago. We out of here. Much love.